Introducing Coco Golf's signature shoe, more than just a tennis shoe. It's a fusion of 90s inspired style and cutting edge performance technology with its sleek mid cut silhouette. It's designed to enhance speed and power on the court. The multi piece upper construction delivers high energy return for players of all levels. Whether you're a seasoned pro or just starting out, the Coco CG1 empowers you to dominate the game. Learn more and purchase the Coco CG1 at NewBalance.com. Welcome to 2021 at the Tennis.com podcast. I'm Nina Pantic, and I'm introducing our special guest, fitness trainer Gunnar Peterson. The new year always means New Year's resolutions, which always includes a boost in gym membership. So it makes sense to bring in a fitness expert to get us all started on the right foot, even if we're still trapped at home. The 2021 season is kicking off this week, and soon the Australian Open qualifying draws will get underway in the Middle East, but most of us are still going to be hunkered down in some kind of lockdown. Gunnar Peterson has some advice for how to stay fit, and he's got plenty of nutrition tips too. He knows what he's talking about, having worked with the likes of Pete Sampras, Matthew McConaughey, Sylvester Stallone, The Rock, Hugh Jackman, The Kardashians, and the Los Angeles Lakers. Speaking of the Lakers, he's actually the director of strength and endurance for the 2020 championship winning team. Gunnar regales us with tales from his Beverly Hills gym. He talks about the power of motivation and supplements, explains what was so special about working with Pete Sampras, and gives insight into the day in the life of a celebrity trainer, though he really, really hates that label. Without further ado, let's get into the first Tennis.com podcast interview of 2021 with Gunnar Peterson. All right, Gunnar, welcome to the show. It is awesome having you. Tell me, where in the world are you? I'm in Los Angeles. I'm in Beverly Hills, actually. Let's just let's just lay it out there like that. Begin your judging now. No, there's no judgment because that's what oh, you made stop. A life for of yourself. course, there's of course there's judging. Of course, we're keeping score. I know how the world works. Tell me, how did you get into the fitness world? Because you are a celebrity trainer. I don't know if you love that term. Oh, Probably not. Hey, how about hate? I mean, is that too strong? Yeah, it's a that's such a funny thing. You know, what other what other job are you um, is is your job described by the people you work with besides maybe pediatrician? That's other fair. than that, you know, other than that, it's like if you're a restaurateur and people go to your restaurant, you're not like the union workers restaurant, right? You're not like the the school teachers restaurant. It's because you work with some celebrities you're only a celebrity trainer. But how about the fact that I, I work with uh, doctors, lawyers, athletes, uh, stay-at-home moms. Um, I work with people across the board. You, you name a vocation, I've probably worked with them. I've been doing this for 30 years. So it's always funny when they go celebrity trainer, like you're trying to, they're trying to jam you in that pigeonhole and that's where you are. It's just sexier. I don't know how to explain it to you. Oh God, it's so I mean, tired. When you look at people that you have worked with though, it includes athletes as well as celebrities. And we're here to talk about tennis. And I want to ask you, have you worked with tennis players? Yeah, I've worked with a number. It's funny. It goes in uh, a lot of the sports people that I've worked with. I go through different phases of getting a number of people from that sport, and then it fades in and fades out. Basketball players have always been the the common thread, but uh, I've had them from a ton of different sports, yeah. Can you tell when someone's a tennis player what's different about their body or what their interest is in terms of what they want to work on? Is it really, really clear from like a basketball player or you mentioned like a stay-at-home mom? 
it depends on I would say stay at home moms, by the way, work as hard or harder than any demographic. If you're going to if you're going to generalize and lump them together like that, people say, I just want to retain housewives. I'm like most of the housewives that I've worked with would kick your ass. I mean, bottom line, and their work ethic is different. Their uh, their schedule is second to none. Um, their tolerance. I mean, so let's not let's not put those at the bottom of the list. Let's maybe bump them up, say to the top. Okay. Uh, as far as tennis players, it depends where in their career you're you're getting them. If they're like you know, 14, 15, 16 year old phenoms that are coming up, that's going to be very different than the seasoned vet who's 25, 26, 27. And one of the things you notice in in any uh, racket sport, um, you notice, um, a lot of times there's a disparity in strength in one side and the other, there's a dominant side. And if you get somebody who has a, a one arm backhand, right. Versus the, the two handed, that's even more pronounced. So it comes down to making sure they're working both directions, making sure they're working both sides, making sure we're doing things in the gym, um, that are, there's a lot of unilateral work done. Uh, there's a lot of uh, addressing the different planes of motion so that they're proficient in, in every, any way a ball could come to them, any way they have to get to a ball. I want it to be something that they've done prior to that and, and under some kind of load so that when they're doing it in their sport, it's easier. I read that you work with Pete Sampras. What was that like? And is that normal for you for an athlete of that? I mean, I guess, yes, you work with basketball players, but someone that like that big of a name. In tennis, I, I worked with Pete for wow over a decade, uh, forever. Uh, honestly, one of the my favorite people. Look, you probably see I'm like smiling. Uh, one of the one of the favorite people I ever worked with. Um, there is a work Pete Sampras work ethic second to none. Uh, Pete Sampras's ability to adapt to a movement. It's funny you watch people. You give them a new movement to do. Pick something. Uh, say say a dumbbell um, dumbbell one-legged deadlift and you have him do it off the side so he's holding the weight in the right hand working off the right leg then you might switch it up so it's contralateral so he's working it's in the right hand but he's working the left leg the first set with people obviously it's a new movement you're you're learning uh the mechanics of it you're you're finding the rhythm to it and the first one he looks probably like most people he struggles by the second set, it literally looks like the guy invented the move. His athletic learning curve, second to none. Um, phenomenal athlete, phenomenal person, fun, funny, smart. It was just, uh, I love the hours that he was in there. He had a thing where he likes to train in the heat. And the other trainer that I had in my gym, I'd say, look, we got to turn the air off the hour before Pete gets here. So it starts to like bake the gym and set the tone. And then when he leaves, we'll put it, we'll put it back on, but it was uh, the people. And I'd say match up whoever you have at that time slot, let them know because I'm not going to compromise it. It's Pete Sampras and he's training for something in particular. I want this to be the way he wants it. And we used to call it Pete heat and the gym was, it was roasty toasty. That's for sure. It was fun. It was great. Tremendous, tremendous athlete, tremendous guy. Uh, it's one of the guys that you're lucky to have in your gym. It's a good person to have on your resume as well, which I think you already have a great list. Yeah, I don't know. I don't. Um, sure, it is. Of course, how could it not be? But you don't collect. You know, like you're not trying to just to cull the herd and just stack names. That sometimes the names of some don't match up with the experience that you get with that person. But Pete definitely, um, definitely over delivers. Just a great guy. Great guy to have in the gym. Do you watch or play tennis? 
Uh, I've played for sure. Yeah, I grew up in a boarding school in, in Switzerland, and we had uh, we actually had a clay court and a hard court. My brother is an avid tennis player, still lives in Europe, plays all the time. I played, you know, here and there. Um, it's fun. It's not like I don't live and die by it. I keep up with it because I, I have some people I know on the tour, and I, and I like to follow what they do. And I'm always amazed at the stuff they can do that you go, how can that be that hard? And you just realize it's their athleticism is phenomenal. It's great to watch. What a, it's a fun sport to watch. And it's easy to, to get sucked into a match. And because even if somebody's down, they're never out. And you just watch these, those comebacks, you know, guys down, they're down a set and you go, how did that guy come back from that? He was done. Like I was ready to go to bed and yeah. So I definitely watch. Yeah. We do love our tennis here. So I'm glad to hear that from you. And are there any players that you've ever wanted to work with? Is that, or certain names that stand out to you? No, I don't, I don't, again, I don't like start chasing the name, but, but when someone calls or someone reaches out or someone inquires, Hey, I know a guy who's training this guy. And, and I know some agents in the business, they have a client. I think God, it'd be fun to, it'd be fun to, especially if it's someone who seems to be hitting a premature plateau, you go, I get that people plateau, but that guy or that girl, I would think that maybe doing something different you want to be part you can't ever take the credit just like you can't ever take the blame as the as the strength guy as a trainer but it's fun to be a part of it if you're part of the team when they when they break through or when they get to that next level or when they when they change something and and you see the benefit right away it's also why i enjoy working with athletes in general it's almost a, it's almost a direct um there's a correlation between what we do and then the performance. Introducing Coco Golf's signature shoe, more than just a tennis shoe. It's a fusion of 90s inspired style and cutting edge performance technology with its sleek mid-cut silhouette. It's designed to enhance speed and power on the court. The multi-piece upper construction delivers high energy return for players of all levels. Whether you're a seasoned pro or just starting out, the Coco CG1 empowers you to dominate the game. Learn more and purchase the Coco CG1 at newbalance.com. Hey listeners, this is a special episode with fitness coach Gunnar Peterson. He's worked with Pete Sampras and he's telling us all about it. Keep listening. What does your day-to-day life look like? I mean, maybe pre-COVID and then now, is it affected by COVID? Like what does the day in the life of Gunnar look like? Um, there's a lot more Clorox and hand sanitizer in it. Uh, you know, my gym is just one-on-one and you know, there's a rapid testing we use sometimes, and then people are getting tested in their other places of work. Uh, Pre-bubble with the Lakers, we were being tested every other day. So I'd come in, I'd, I'd be down at the Lakers, and then I'd come back uh, to my gym, and anybody who was coming to me was also being tested. So it's a, it's as safe a safe environment as it could be. Um, it's never perfect. You try to observe the guidelines. You wipe things down. I, I mean, I like to think we were – a clean OCD immaculate gym prior to. And I'd say now it's, it's next level. It's like hospital clean. Somebody said to me one day, they go, it smells like a swimming pool in here. I go, ah, okay. I'll take that as a compliment. You should. That's, I mean, that's a yeah. good sign. How does nutrition play a role in your fitness programs for athletes and maybe even in your own life? I go hand in hand. Um, you can't out train a bad nutrition program and you can't out supplement or out eat a bad training program. Um, the people who think it doesn't, it's funny to me, like you're going to, the people who do an app and there's just fitness, no nutrition or just nutrition, no fitness. You go, I get it, but that's just part of the equation. And 
I have a nutritionist that I work with who's become a good friend over the years. We've, we've had a number of um, clients in common and he, he, we joke about it that he, he says it's 80% nutrition, 20% training. And I say it's 80% training and 20% nutrition. Let's say it's 50, 50, be fair. I do concede and give him that as you get closer to your ultimate goal, whether it's body composition or performance, nutrition does play a really, really big part. So if you're starting and you're, you know, grossly overweight, we can still make tremendous improvement before we touch either one of the sides of that equation. But as we get closer to it, they have to both be dialed in and nutrition is a key component. And then it comes down to supplementation. It comes down to managing your macronutrients. Are you getting the right quantity, the right quality and at the right time? And I usually say to people, when we talk about nutrition, quantity, quality, or timing, what's your biggest problem? It doesn't mean it's only one, right? Just let's narrow it down. Let me work backwards from there. Let me attack the big one. Um, A lot of times it's just, they just don't get enough water. And, uh, you know, or, or they're, they eat too close to bedtime, their meals are skewed, say they don't eat enough during the day. And then they overindulge, you know, if, if they're on 2,500 calories a day, they're getting 500 calories between 6am and 9pm. And then they get a 2000 calorie hit and then they pass out and they sleep six hours. You're like, nah, let's, let's amend that. Or they have, they take zero supplements. They don't take care, not even a multi, just like a catch all you know, Hail Mary, something, they just take nothing. And I, I think the way food comes to a lot of people, not everybody's shopping at the, the highest quality place. Sometimes people it's grab on the go. It's, it's what's given to you where you are. You don't always know how that food got there. Take a multi, right. Uh, or deal with it from the inside out, go more specific, take something that, that uh, I take a product Mito Q. Um, and MitoQ is, it, it works at the cellular level. So it's going to fortify the, the mitochondria, the, the engine of your cells. So if I'm, if I'm taking MitoQ and a multi, I feel like at least I'm, I've got a great baseline and anything I do nutritionally is going to enhance everything else. I've realized that or over the years, I've realized that I've worked with different trainers, fitness coaches, nutritionists, and everyone kind of has their like their spiel and their obsessive, like something that they're diehard passionate about. Yes. You got it. They got you, you, but you can't. So it's like Olympic scoring, right? You take the high score, the low score, you cut those out and then you look at the rest. You can't have anybody who's so far this way or so far that way. It's just, it's, it becomes crazy talk. And even during this period though, how have, or do you have any tips for people that are trying to stay healthy and new? be nutritious during COVID. I mean, people at this point are in another lockdown. Some gyms are closing. I don't believe yours is, but a lot of gyms in New York are closing. Are there anything that you've been telling your clients to do to stay active when they're not able to do what they are not used to doing? Yeah, I like, um, I like to make sure that they have the right, look, if you don't have any equipment at home, there are still things to lift at home. You know, there are still, um, people say water bottles and I say, how about laundry detergent bottles? Let's bump up the resistance a little bit more than just a water bottle. Um, Soup cans. Okay. How about bags of flour, bags of sugar? Let's go something. Let's try to get a little heavier resistance on it. And as far as the cardiovascular, if you are literally locked down inside, um, it's going to be a fair amount of marching in place, burpees, running in place, jump rope if you have the room. But if you're actually able to get outside, even with your mask, and you can you can maybe not run, but if you not everybody's a runner, but maybe you walk, right? I, I tell people go outside of your house, turn left, 
walk for 15 minutes, turn around, try to get back in a total undertime of 30. So I know you were pushing the pace at the end. Um, and then add to that, you know, depending on schedule constraints and, and, and fitness levels. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hey everyone, you're listening to an episode of the Tennis.com podcast with fitness trainer Gunnar Peterson, and he's sharing what it was like training the Kardashians. Keep listening. Yeah, so I, it would be it would be uh, wrong of me not to ask you about this, but the Kardashians, I can't help it. I've watched wow. them my wow. entire life. Tenni- I know that's sad. <laughs> Let's do this. Tennis.com wants yes. to know about yes. the Kardashians. Okay, yes. go ahead. What do you got? It'd be crazy not to. Um, I just wanted to know how that connection happened for you. I met, I knew, I met Kris Jenner, I mean, 12, 18 years ago. Maybe more, 20 is it 20 years ago? Close to, close to for sure. 18, 19, 20 years ago, something like that. And we were at an event and she knew me. And where I lived at the time was across the street from where she had lived in another part of her life. And she said, I have to work out with you. And she started training with me. And uh, she brought Kim in one day and we hit it off right away. And she's a boss. And I love everything about that woman. And, uh, she brought Kim in Kim was 19 and then Chris trained on and off of me for years. And then, uh, I, you know, life changes and I got a different gym and, and Chris was still coming in. And then I had a Christmas party. Uh, Kim said, I, I have to come back. I said, come on. And then she brought Reggie in and then she was in and out of there forever. And then, um, I got a call from Chloe at one point and she said, I got to make changes. And she came in and she, and she applied herself like no other, I mean, like an athlete. And that, you know, then she conceptualized the show revenge body. And she did that. Uh, Kendall, I trained Rob for years who I love that dude. He's hilarious. Uh, Kendall trains with me. They, you know, they, they're just, it's good. It's like your family, you know, it's and, ongoing, um, right? Sadie, oh it's yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. I can connect it to tennis because, uh, Caitlin, Jenner was a guest in the Tennis Channel suite at Indian Wells a few years ago. And I remember that being a very wow. big deal for us. Yep. Yeah, yeah. for sure. For I've anybody. I've connected it. But world's, I greatest, world's greatest world's greatest athlete. People forget people forget that that world's great you're right, decathlon champion in the Olympics, the title that goes along with that is world's greatest athlete. It's incredible. And that's to me, that's like a mic drop. You just don't have to say anything else after that. I agree. I completely agree. It was a, it was a very big deal. Yeah. And I, I think there's a stigma, especially, well, in my own personal life, that where, um, because I was an athlete, I don't think that non-athletes can train as hard. But when I hear you say that Khloe Kardashian worked like that, and you said at the very beginning that these moms work the hardest. That uh, someone else, so, someone else I'll give you. Ryan Seacrest trained with me back in the day for years, pushes himself beyond like no other i train a guy who owns a number of car dealerships out here high-end you know rolls bentley lamborghini bugatti aston martin all those that kind of thing and he's i mean the guy pushes himself like 
literally like his life depends on it. And I love it. Sometimes he stops, he grabs his knees and I go, is this it? Is this where you drop? Is that going to happen now? Is it a nine one one? Where are we? And he just looks up and he goes, let's finish this. And, and, uh, and I'm going, I mean, it's not that he doesn't have skin in the game because everybody does because you're trying to live uh, 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 the highest quality life you can, but you don't have to go all out. And he does every time. I love those people. I don't care what you do for a living. I mean, athlete, non-athlete, it's, it's fun with anybody who pushes, especially if I'm putting the time into, to set up a program uh, to make sure you're set up with a nutritionist and your supplementations on point and, and you're hydrating properly. And I have all this stuff dialed and you're following through with it. Why not go all out? What, what are you saving for? What are you holding back for? The biggest thing there is motivation. Like what motivates you? And I th- I've noticed sometimes maybe as well, athletes can get tired of the grind because their entire life is based on being an athlete and working out. Right. But then somebody else might come in later, maybe like, maybe like a Chloe or Ryan, we're working on their body later and it isn't connected to their livelihood. Is that maybe why? I don't know. You know, you, you talk about, so you're in a capitalistic society, right? People working to earn money to be able to do things uh, that they want to do. They have the freedom to make choices, right? They, they want to, um, they want to trek in the foothills of Everest. They want to uh, go watch a, a glacier cave in Antarctica. They want to, um, go to the dunes in Qatar and, and run them. But you, you get to a certain point, you have the wherewithal to do that, but then physically your body can't cash the check. So you go, wow, that's, that's probably not managed the, the way it could have been. Right. You, you push so hard to earn, to have the freedom to do, but now your body can't follow through with the way you saw it all unfolding. You kind of missed the mark. Um, so that's uh, yeah. So I think we all do, and, and your goals may be different. Your goal may just be to, you know, someone's goal may be to walk their kid down the aisle. I don't know, whatever it is, but you want to be in a position where physically you don't have to, to second guess that. Right. I, I, for me, it's my kids. It's, and you didn't ask, but I'm just going to go there. Uh, it, it's, I don't want to be the dad on the sideline. I want to be the dad on the field, showing them, working through it with them until they get to the level where they're better than me better than I am. That's what I want. I was going to ask you what your own personal motivation was to stay fit. And I was assuming it would be to do with, you know, showing up to your work, looking like you know what you're doing, but that's even better that there's a family connection. Oh, it's always family. It's always the kids. Everything comes back to the kids. Yeah. yeah. Everything. Everything. It's why, why do you work so hard? You work so hard so you can uh, provide for your family and have the things that you want them to have and that they want to have and that you want to have. And, and you want to do and not just material things, but like more experiential. And, and so it's always the kids. Yeah. I do think you have to, I think as a trainer, you have to show up looking the part. I mean, if this is your main thing, if you didn't show up without that microphone and that headset, it's kind of hard to buy you as this person. So I, I buy you as this for me, I think as a trainer, it doesn't mean if you're not in great shape that you're not a good trainer, but I do think it's an easier sell it's a, you get buy-in easier if you look the part. I feel very motivated now to work out and get, get fitter. So if I was to come to your gym and trying to sign up and work with you, how does this process work? If I, if I'm very rich and able to come through, what's, what's wow. the process? See another assumption. See, you judged already. <laughs> you judged Nina, the Nina, the judger. Um, yeah. Yeah. People, 
people I usually find me from, I don't advertise. I've, I've never done that. Um, and I don't have a PR person either, which I, which I find funny. Uh, like they must have PR. You must have a whole team behind you. I'm like, no, I have Kaylee who runs my gym. I have Brad, who's my other trainer there and my ever patient wife who, who backs anything. I go, what if we did this? She's like, okay, babe. Um, somebody texts me, you know, somebody who knows somebody who knows somebody. And then you text me or they, or they go to the website and they do that. But, uh, and now lately, uh, DMS, I get them in DMS. Sometimes I don't really look at the DMS that much, but every now and then something will come through there and, and someone will say to me, Hey, on your DM, you should look at that. And so. Right. But then they come and meet you and you guys do like a little, a chit chat and exploration of what you want to do. Is it personalized right away? Do you just do a session with them? What's the process? Great question. I because it's it just happened the other day, and somebody's manager, an athlete's manager, reached out to me and said um, she wants to train. Blah blah blah. And I said okay. I said, do, do you want to? I I think what my text. Said, I had another trainer sitting here with me, Jen Wiederstrom. If you know her, she was on Biggest Loser. She was a gladiator before that. She's a good friend. She was sitting here with me. She goes, "How are you going to respond to that?" I said, "I'll show you how." And I texted back and I said do you guys want to have a waste of time meeting or do you want to come to the gym and get a workout and talk about it then talk about it then? Because that is how I feel like we could sit and talk, but if you're going to make the trip over, why not experience it to some degree? Right. I mean, you can always tap out after 15 minutes or, I mean, you can say this isn't for me or you can look around the gym and say, you know what? I showed up because I was going to, but I actually have a dentist appointment. And so, I mean, there's a way to, there's a way to get out of it, but why wouldn't you come there and, and plan on working out? Exactly. I think that makes more sense to me with that, but you've have, you have this network. So surely you've had lots of opportunities to be on television and kind of explore that option. And have you, have you enjoyed that? Yeah. I mean, I'm in the right city for that. Right. Um, you know, Chloe decides to do a show because her body goes from A to Z actually, but let's say she goes from A to B and decides to make a show about it. It's natural that she's going to say to me, do you want to be on the show? And it's natural. That I'm going to say yes, because conceptually I like the show. I like seeing the people who said, well, if I had her money or if I had a trainer, if I had a chef, if I had this, and then you realize that no, no, not really. It's not a given because here you're given her trainer, you're given a nutritionist, you're given all these things and some of them still can't find a way to make it work in their life. So to me, that means you're at a different place mentally than she was when she went to make that change. And even though you wrote in and you applied and you did your video to get on some people, they're just not, they're just not there. So it's, it's not a given, but you know, I don't know, like some people, you don't know where they are and they feel like they're too far gone. And in fact, you're never too far gone. The body is so incredibly forgiving, you know, whether, whether you were obese, whether you were a drug addict, whether you, you you had an eating disorder, whatever it is, the body is so forgiving. If you start to make changes and you start to apply even slowly, even little by little, you can get really wherever you want. It's it's like clay. It's amazing the machine that we're given, what you can do with it. It's You're never out of the fight. I feel like that's the right place to end. I mean, that's just so good. I really, really it's true. enjoyed this. Yeah, it's true. I, I'm not scripted. I got, I got I nothing here. Not. <laughs> I can tell you're not scripted. You know, it, it's, it's something that I think you should pursue though in terms of like being, spreading your message even further. And I'm glad to be a part, a small, very small tennis related part of that because it is cool to, to hear from someone who's worked with so many different people and done so many different things for them. And then they had to take it and make the changes themselves a la Khloe Kardashian. Yeah. <laughs> way, way to bring that back. You know, I like that. Segways for kids.
I'm just going to make things full circle. So thank you, Gunnar, for your time. This has been really cool. Thank you very much. Very cool to do it. And um, I'm glad you asked me and people need to get on there. People need to get on it, right? You're doing this for you. You're not doing it for somebody else. You're not doing it because someone insulted you. You're not doing it because you were jealous of someone. You're not doing it because someone said you couldn't. You're doing it for you. And 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 the dividends pay back. They pay back daily. And as you get older, they pay back. I mean, I can't, can't even tell you either. Staying in shape, feeling like you're in control, that very empowering. Exactly. I hope the listeners have listened closely to this. Thank you. Thank you. From the Tennis Channel Podcast Network, this has been the Tennis.com Podcast. Be sure to subscribe to stay caught up. We're available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and every major listening app, as well as Tennis.com slash podcasts. You can also see the videos of our episodes on Tennis Channel's YouTube page and Tennis.com's Facebook page. We're your hosts, Nina Pantic and Irina Falcone. We'd like to thank our team, editor and audio designer and video editor, Christina Koseva, producers Alexa March and Sean O'Malley, and executive producers Shelby Coleman, Kyle Einhorn, and Andy Chu.